wings, listen up. Today's run is vitally important to our cause. Set your frequencies to Dice Time, a Star Wars Legion podcast and part of the Legion Academy Collective. Your lead wing captain today will be Ben Gedron, and your support ship leader will be Paul Watson. Let's show them what we're made of, Rebels. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. And we are still on Tatooine, believe it or not. So I know we said that we were getting rid of all of our stuff, uh, or getting it all packed up and getting out of Tatooine finally, but um, on our way to the spaceport, we got some news that um, the previous daimyo, Bib Fortuna, has been killed, and there's a new daimyo, and we need to pay tribute. Because if we don't pay tribute, whoever this new guy is is going to hunt us down and kick our ass. So um, I'm not – some tough customers are are in charge of Tatooine. So uh, I'm not going to cross them. I don't know about I don't know about you, Paul, but uh, I'm going to get tribute ready. Yeah, I'm just worried about finding something that's going to be worthwhile for this new daimyo because uh, not going to lie, we got a lot of junk. <laughs> yeah, I'm – If but if we can pass off good junk – they might take they might take pity on us, you know. They might know this is the best we can afford to bring them. Hopefully we can find something worthwhile for this new daimyo. In the meantime, while we're looking around, um I figured we could talk about uh this is our first new episode of uh, 2022. So it's a new year technically for Dice Time. So as is tradition, we're going to kick it off with celebrating uh new things. So we want to talk about there's a new season of uh, well, I was going to say a new season of, uh, Team League, but then I thought, oh, there's also a new season of the Book of Boba Fett, so that's always fun. Um, that's just general Star Wars news, though. Um, it's been very enjoyable, though. Um, I hope everyone's enjoying it and watching it and liking it. Well, and then, like I said, Team Lackluster is back with a new, a new season of, uh, Yavin-based Team League. And then our main topic today is going to be talking about getting new players invested in Legion and getting new communities set up. So it's just a bunch of new, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. Good way to start the new year with some new things. Exactly. We're technically in February when this when this episode will be launched. Uh, so we're only a month behind on making New Year's resolutions. So um, I think that clears us. We don't have to make any resolutions and break them, right? I'm good with that. I've all never right, cool. been good at keeping them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So we're going to go ahead and just dive right into today's first little subtopic. Uh, just talking about Team League is back. Um, it was a big, it was a big thing we talked about on the show last year. Uh, last year, Paul was just, um, Team Lackluster and loving the format of, uh, having a, having a Team League, uh, getting, uh, four of your closest friends together along with yourself to make a team of five and just playing what felt like cooperative Legion in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I, I like the format. It, it's good. Um, this one, I know we've been, um, it kind of like hit us really quick, right? We, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the chat was silent for a while after we finished the last season. And then all of a sudden here a few weeks ago, it was like, Hey, guys still want to do this and it's like okay we're starting right now 
Banzer in two days. Right. Go. <laughs> and I think like just the timing of it. Um, I will say for me personally, um, I, I love the format. I want to play more of it. The timing of the start was uh, just not um, ideal. <laughs> yeah. In my book, like it's really close to the holidays. I've been really busy with stuff. Um, so, some of that excitement is not as as much as you know when it was in the summer and I had plenty of time to right. um, ar- arrange things and didn't have all these like holidays and things uh, you know going on and family stuff. I, um, but I'm excited to be the, back with the team. Yeah, I am too. I don't blame the people organizing the the the. I don't blame like the Yavin base like team or whatever as far as like scheduling the event or anything. It's just like. For us specifically, it's a little. It was just a little inconvenient and rocky for us, and that's not nobody's fault but our own. Uh, right. Just and it, just the general timing of the year. Yeah, uh, and I think that they did a good job waiting till the new year. You know, like actually waiting yeah. for all the holidays to be over. It's just you right. know, some people um, have more things going on. Um, yeah, we just had more things going on on the weekends, and so like the first. Um, we had a family thing come up, and so the first week was really hard for me to schedule my game. I felt bad for my opponent. Like, I was like, hey, I really only have two days that I can do right. this. Like, I hope you can. <laughs> and um, so, you know, other other than that, I, I'm excited to just play again. And, and for me, time. like, for me, that in la- or this past month of January, uh, I moved. Yeah. I had to move. <laughs> and, like, That's right a lot. at the end. Right at the end of the move, thankfully, is when it started. So I was already like mostly settled in and everything and ready to go when the season started. But I was like, oh man, if this, if this started any sooner, I don't even know if I would have had the time to even commit to team league. But like now I'm like, okay, I can swing like the, I can swing what I normally would have been able to last season now reasonably. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, so the move was, um, fun <laughs> I can, uh, uh, I'll to, to quickly wrap up the team league thing uh, we do have two rounds technically under our belt by time of recording um, our first round was unfortunately a wash um, we uh, were not able to come up victorious but I mean to be fair we won the whole hero league last season like we we came out on top so that meant that we were one of the top four teams, which got moved to uh, champion circle, which is the the top eight teams basically competing for uh, the right to stay in champion circle, or yeah. it or to say they're the best. Um, we were considered uh, at least here at Team Lackluster, where we have where we have trademarked average gaming. Uh, we are looking at champion circle as a win win. Because a we made it, which that's just an, that's just brag enough. You can just say you made it. Good for us. Um, if we continue to win, and we continue to to stay in Champion Circle, then all right, awesome. Winning feels good. More bragging rights ensue. But if we lose, we go back down to Hero League, and we get to play with the masses, which is more fun. So <laughs> it's kind of a win-win for us anyway. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I like it. I think it's one of those things, like you said, we, we weren't able to come away the first week um, without getting into too much detail. Um, 
we we didn't even get to play all of our games. Uh, one of our players had something come up, and we weren't able to like arrange our game. And like I said, I yeah. I was at the mercy of my opponent. Like luckily, he was able to be flexible with his schedule and you know work around mine because I was almost in the same boat, and we almost had to like drop two games without even playing them. Um, yeah, which so, really sucked. Yeah, I mean, we went two and two in the games that we did play, so that was good. Um, yep. And, you know, it's just, stuff happens. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, right, this is this is a game still. It's a hobby. It's not yep. it's not the end-all, be-all. Sometimes stuff's going to come up and you're going to miss and not, be, you know, be able to, to make it or whatever. And and that's just the way it goes, and that's okay. At least for got, me. I know some people might not be that way, but. <laughs> at least for Team Lackluster, I'd like to say. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> I'd like to speak on behalf of the whole team to say that we don't really, we're not being super hyper-competitive with this at all. We're just kind of casually having fun and seeing seeing how far it gets us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, our second round has given us a little bit of a mini-vacation almost, because it's kind of like a bye for round two, because I believe our... T- the team that we were going to play has, like, officially dropped. Yeah. I don't know if I, I got all the details specifically correct from Jace, but I believe that's the case. Yeah, I think that they're kind of in the same boat that we were the first week, where it was like they had a couple players that stuff came up and they weren't able to do it. Um and it just wasn't going to work long term for them. Whereas we made some adjustments on our team, and um, we have a, a, a sub now that we can, you know, utilize on our team and and everything. So, um, yeah, it, it, you know, like I said, it's it's a game at the end of the day, and so other things take priority. You know, people got family stuff going on, so um, I don't know all the details either. But I just. I, that's yeah. the gist of what I gathered from it is that they were having struggles as well and they had stuff come up. So I'll you know, I hope everything's and... okay with that team. And, yeah, oh yeah, you know, I do too. Um, and hopefully we'll meet them again somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, as I like to say with every opponent we've played in team league so far, just like I hope I get the chance to play you again sometime. Yeah, I don't. I haven't had a a, a really really negative experience with anybody I've played. I mean, there there's some issues with scheduling sometimes, especially when you're talking about crossing time zones and continents and oh, yeah. you know, things like that, and that can get a little frustrating. We played frustrating. Australia once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of those, you know, some of those can get frustrating with that, but then when we got to the game, like, there were no hard feelings, there was nothing, you know, it seemed like everything went well. So, yeah, no, I think everything's is good. I, again, I'm like you said, I think I'm just looking at this as a win-win. I get to play with the group of people that I like, and, um, you know, that team format, we've talked to, to death about it, right? But I yeah. like it because it's not just about your game. You can, you know, cheer on your teammates and love hearing the recaps of, like, how somebody won or, um, yeah. you know, how somebody took the game back or, you know, whatever it was. I was going to say, taking the taking the game back is definitely uh... – I think uh, I think Sean said it in our chat, or, uh, either that or the Legion Academy chat, where he was just like, "Our team's play style is, oh, I've lost, oh, 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 I won." <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> like you say for five we, rounds in a row that you know it's going terribly. I'm losing. I've definitely <laughs> lost this game. And then round six, you come back and say, "Well, I won." <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I think that's one of the things, like, our team does, right? Like, we uh, typically, like, we will play it all the way to the end of the game, like, no matter what. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I went to the last round with my opponent, even though, like, I could see the writing on the wall at the beginning of turn two. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'm same boat, same boat. I was and, like, I, and it came down to it, and I was like, turn six, I was like, okay, if this, this, and this happens, okay, maybe, okay, let me, okay, well, I got to do this activation, let's see what happens. <laughs> and, right. Yeah, like, I was, I was in the same boat, like, the game was pretty much over like, turn four. Like, any normal person would have conceded the game after the end of, like, turn four, maybe halfway through turn five. Yeah. And my opponent actually offered, he was just like, do you just want to call it there? Because it's, like, like statistically, not even, like, being mean about it. It was just statistically impossible for me to win beyond beyond a certain point. And I just told him, I was like, nope, I've literally never conceded a game of Legion, either competitively or casually. I literally see a game through unless it's called the time or it's or my opponent concedes so even when i'm losing like turn three or turn two or something i'm like i have to see this game all the way through like it's just a personal thing for me yeah so i was just like nope just play it out i mean at that point it's just me having fun with like what stupid shenanigans can i get away with at that point like i had a rebel trooper that was like a unit leader just on top of a building and the game was going so poorly that I was like, I'm going to have him clamber down this wall and try to get into melee with this other squad just to slow them down. But I was secretly hoping that by clambering him down, he was just going to die. <laughs> like, the game was just going so poorly for him, he was just going to jump. And I was like, oh, come on, dude. And he, he made it, and then he just ran into squad clones just to try and slow them down. And I was just like, well, I, I admire your bravery, sir. Yeah, and and those are the times like in the game where you can still learn things or do some of those interesting things that you know if the game was really tight you might not be as risky with some of your moves. Right. Oh yeah. But you can you can experiment with some of that when you get into those positions where it's like, well, it probably really doesn't matter anyway what I do. So I'm gonna do this weird move where I pop this unit out and split fire into two different locations and try to wipe two units at once. But and then it happens. Yeah, and then you're all yeah. of a sudden you're like, ooh, like that was huge. <laughs> like maybe I could actually do this if a couple more things go my way. And right. That's yeah. like that's yeah, that's also one of the like fundamental reasons why I just like never concede a game early because sometimes I don't because I can sit there and go there's no way I can win this but then like if I start doing random stuff I basically just try to do random stuff but in a but in a means of still trying to win like trying to slow down my opponent from winning and trying to get me more points I'll still do those things even though it's statistically not going to happen because sometimes something will open up to me and I'll be like oh you know what if this happens and this happens, I actually have a shot at winning, which is better right. than no shot. Because um, there was a game I played in Muncie. I rem- I vividly remember this game. I was losing, like, turn two. Like, it was pretty much over turn two because it was, like, it was basically going to be a game of uh, of uh, who of, of kill points. And he had already had, like, a huge up on me and then had pulled back his army. And so it was pretty much over for that. But then, like, the actual objective, which me and my opponent both thought was, like, never going to happen, I realized I just started moving my dudes toward it, and I had some Wookiees who were able to, like, scale over stuff and get there, like, really fast. If I had started just bomb-rushing the objective, like, one turn sooner, 
no matter how much fire my opponent put at me, I would have gotten there and I would have won. So like, yeah, because literally for the rest of the game, all I did was like double move those Wookiees and get them toward that objective. And had I done, I think there was like turn two or something. I had like taken a standby with them and like standby dodged them or something just because I was waiting to see what was going to happen with the rest of everything else. But if I had just started double moving them from that point, I would have got them to the objective because the guy was like shooting other stuff the whole time. And by the time he actually shot all my Wookiees turn six, he he couldn't put enough wounds in to kill them all. And so if I had been moving that entire time, I would have got there. I would like I would have won. And that resonated with me. I was like, man, never call a game early. No, like even turn two, when you think the game's over, you could be, you could still have victory via my favorite method, rebel shenanigans. But still, through some other means, you could find victory in a way that you might not even know for another like two turns. Oh, absolutely. Like you, and sometimes a dice just swing, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I tell people too. Just like you, like I could, I could roll all crits, and you could roll all blanks. Like these last two turns, who who knows? You know? Yeah. Statistically, it's not going to happen, but no. it could. <laughs> but, that's, but that's the reason I play Rebels, you know? Absolutely. Don't, never tell me the odds. <laughs> my my two uh, my two Star Wars quotes for my play style are Jin's hero speech that she gives for pushing uh, the Scarif Beach, and then uh, from the new trilogy, Han's signature, uh, uh, I don't ask that question until I've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, those are good ones. Those are good rebel rebel mottos to stand by. Okay, well, slight divergent aside, um, I'm excited to go back into Champion Circle and uh, see it through, whether we come out victorious or we go back to join the masses and uh, we cheer alongside everyone else when we're out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's a, it's a fun format for sure. All right, Paul. Well, I'd say that we can dive into today's main topic if you're ready. So I have because I mean, partly because it's a new year and also partly because I'm in a new location with a new community. I think it's about time to uh, to uh, readdress and talk about uh, community building in your area for for Star Wars Legion, especially. And you mentioned this in our like pre-call chat especially now because now is kind of the time that people are kind of starting to re-spark their interest just after what would probably be considered a long hiatus due to release, yeah. due to the staggered release waves across the world. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, so yeah, I'd say that this is pretty much as good a time as any to start talking about getting your community together because the interest is uh, going to start back up on the rise. At least in my local area, that's the case. Everyone was kind of taking a break due to, uh, not only, not only due to like COVID reasons and anything like that, but mostly due to, uh, like the staggered release of this last wave of Yoda and the Wookiees and the, the snail tank and all the, all the fun Kashyyyk stuff. Um, definitely because of the release of not getting that stuff on time and then no real news or any releases or anything. The area, as far as I could tell, has pretty much went into like a hiatus from what I can, from, from what I've gathered. Um, 
in case anyone doesn't know where I'm talking about, um, I moved from Bloomington, Indiana. So I'm no longer in Indiana anymore. I am now a hop, skip, and a jump away in the next state over. Uh, I, so we are now, uh, my, my station is now set up in Dayton, Ohio. So I'm now an Ohioan, I think is the term. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Uh, it's super weird. No, I've, I've tried to hear it a few times and it sounds like Ohioan. And it, and it's weird. So I'm just going to stick to being a Hoosier at heart. <laughs> well, and I think fine. the funny thing is that you are still about the same distance from me, even though you've moved in. Yes. State away. <laughs> I was going to say, so I have a new local game store um, because I didn't really have one in Bloomington because there wasn't really a Legion scene going on. And by the time I was ready to build one, I knew we were going to be leaving soon. So I didn't want to like... Uh, and it's, it might be selfish, but I didn't want to put in all the work and then not enjoy it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I wouldn't get to enjoy the fruits of my labor, um, which is, it might be selfish to say, but like, at the same time, it's like, I want to be a part of the community that I, that like, that I'm kickstarting or that I'm putting work into, you know? I don't want to like, start it and then leave it up and dry. Well, and that's one of those things that, I mean, we can talk about more, like, as we go to, uh, you know, the commitment that you put into a community can be really uh, quite a bit. And yeah. so then to to feel like you put in a bunch, you know, it's, it's hard to, even if you got a community started, but then you left it, it's hard to feel like you accomplished something if you're no longer a part of that community. Yeah. <laughs> Because you it's don't not, get to like reap those rewards that you that you put in, so it, right. it's difficult. Not to say that building a community is strictly for the purpose of reaping the rewards of it. It just makes it feel better and show you that you're doing a good job. Absolutely. Not to say that I only would do a community build to do that, because it's really for the community. It's for other people to get in, but I just. I was just like, I'll be, I'm going to also kind of refo refocus my life on, you know, my work and my, uh, my stuff at home and like focus on that stuff rather than put all this work into a community that I'm not going to be a part of. You know what I mean? Right. So that was, so with a, com with a combination of things, I was reluctant to start a community and I, I, I tried a couple times like further back, but then I never really put the time and effort into what I've seen here. So here in Dayton, there's a good, there's a good amount of game stores here, actually. Um, the closest one that I've kind of considered my new like home store to be is called Game Haven. And I say that because it is literally three minutes from my house. And I was like, they play Legion there. It's three minutes from my house sold. Yeah. <laughs> they play. They, uh, I was like, it's done. I'm, I'm calling it there. That that'll be the end. Uh, and I went, and it's a pretty nice store. Um, however, um, as Paul was saying, I'm still about the same distance away from him. Uh, I'm also the same distance away from Muncie, so I am still monthly making the Muncie Trek. And I've expanded the Muncie Trek because uh, when I moved here, um, one of my best friends, uh, Caleb, who I'm hoping – might be able to come on the show soon. I've, I think I've, I've talked to him about it because he's, um, a, like a brand new player to Legion that 
is one of the and and is one of the reasons also why I wanted to talk about like a new community and getting new players into the game because when I moved here he was like once he he told me before we he was like if you move here he's like there's no I will have literally no reason to not get into Legion and not go with you to Muncie and not collect <laughs> and build this stuff because now you'll be literally ten minutes from my house and we can and and I can do this hobby with you and have you right there so holding true to his word when i moved here he's 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 now constructing his droid army nice so um uh, but uh, yeah i'm still doing the drive to muncie every month because it's yeah like you said the same drive and i was like sweet uh <laughs> that was the selling point um but yeah so the community here as far as i can tell like so if you're somebody new to an area you can find out by going to your local game store if there's already a pre-established community there. Um, and then the rest of the tips we can talk about are going to be community building. But if you're looking to get into a community, it's kind of daunting if you move to a new area where you don't know anybody. Um, yeah. I can absolutely understand that. Uh, the Although if you're... If you have a game store that's near that's near you or one that's not too bad of a drive, you can check out if they have a website. You can look and see if they have a scheduled uh, Legion night or so or whatever game you're playing. Uh, you can look and see if they have that. And if so, just show up on that night and just see where it goes. You know, um, I saw that the Game Haven store already had a Legion night. Uh, Legion slash Armada is what they do. So it's like a Star Wars mini gaming night. Yeah. And. Uh, it's basically just a free-for-all of show up and bring your stuff, and whoever shows up, shows up, and whoever plays, play. Um, so there was a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a fluctuating um, community here that was already pre-established when I got here. Um, they had just gotten to setting up, like, Discord servers and stuff to get communicating. Um, as far as I can tell, the Discord servers seem relatively new, but the community has still been there. But it does fluctuate a little bit because this is uh, because I, we basically live right next to um, an Air Force base. So we constantly have pe- and also a college. So we constantly have people cycling out for that reason. Yeah. Uh, uh, at least as far as I've been told. So. Um, but getting to a new area, you can uh, check out your local game store, check out if they have a night already. Uh, like like was the case in my circumstance. Uh, I just showed up and uh, met a couple of the people. I told people on the discords that I was going to be there that night, that I was new to the area and that I was going to bring stuff. And uh, I've been there four times. I've been here four weeks, so I can or uh, like a full month. Um, and the four weeks that I've went there, I've seen more people each time. Um, last Thursday when I was there, it was literally a full house. Like, every table was being used. Uh, the first week I went there, it was literally, there was one game happening. Uh, two people showed up to play a game, and then there was me. And maybe one other guy. And I don't think I played. Um, and then it progressively grew over the next three weeks. And last time I was there, like I said, it was a full house, and I was pretty happy. So... um that's the case if you're already if they've, there's already a community for you to join that's awesome you know if you're gauging interest go to that night even if you don't have anything like if you want to get into legion just show up on that night and there will most most likely be somebody 
who wants to get you into the excuse me uh who wants to get you into the game because that's their passion and they want to get you in you know you i was going to say paul we've both done this several times like getting people you want to get people into the game because you want to expand your hobby you want to you want to have more people to play with you know what i mean yeah absolutely and even if, like you were saying, just show up that night, because even if someone um, does not have the stuff to do a demo game with you, like, you can watch a game happening right. and learn from that. Right. And most of the time, too, if you're hanging around and you're asking questions about the game and you're interested, if, you know, there's some people who are willing, which most of the time there are people who are playing at a store, because if they really didn't want to be around other people, they would have just played at their house. Like <laughs> That's true. Um and so, you know, you can talk to that person, and maybe the next week they will schedule, like, hey, I'll bring stuff to do a demo game with you. So, like, let's come back next week, and I'll, I'll have stuff to teach you or whatever. Um, yeah, that's – just show up. You know, like like you said, ask the local store um, owners or whatever. I mean, I went through a similar thing that you're doing to now for a different reason because uh, my normal game store that I went to shut down – uh, in during this COVID era, um, yeah. and I had to change and go over to a different game store. So I had to like learn a whole new place and like what they offered. And um, so I just, you know, I just showed up and I started asking some questions. I was like, Hey, like what kind of games do people play here? And when do they play them? And yeah, ask those questions, show up. Uh, that's what happened for our community the same we're pretty similar the community up by me it's uh you know monday nights are the star wars night and people are there playing legion armada x-wing whatever you know star wars game that they want to be playing Mm -hmm. um they and we have facebook pages we have um discord we have a discord for like all the games in the area and then each game also has their own little like Facebook page. So there's multiple different ways to get a hold of people to schedule games and check and see who's going. And there's usually one person um, roughly per game that, you know, sends out a message every week and just says, Hey, who's planning on being there? And you can kind of, you know, schedule games and judge interest because some people travel, you know, and so they yep. want to make sure they have a game when they show up. Right. We're not all lucky, lucky enough to be three minutes away from our games. <laughs> uh, yeah. like it takes me about a half an hour to get to mine. So like, oh I want to make sure that I have, um, a, a, Something you know, to do. a game set up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, uh, the main thing, yeah, if we were gonna, like, hit bullet points here, like, talk to your store leaders, important, uh, like you said, commit to the day that you're showing up, that's the big one that I wanted, yeah, that I wanted to drive home with that, is, like, that is crucial for what you just said, people who are, like, iffy on wanting to go, like, maybe they're not going to, maybe they're going to show up and they're going to have, I've had those days where you show up to a game, sort of do something on a specific night. Uh, like I said, it was like my, my first week here is what I basically had that. Like, I didn't, I don't think I played anybody that first week. I think I just sat there, um, for pretty much the whole time and, uh, didn't really do anything. I think maybe I played like half of a demo game with a guy, like right at the end. But I remember for the first several hours, just like for the first like two hours, just sitting there, like not doing anything. A couple guys came and played Armada and I was just like, yep, don't own that. So can't do that. Uh, but yeah, um, but committing to showing up then guarantees that other people who don't want to experience that won't. 
because you'll be there. And that follows into what you were starting to talk about there, which is setting up some kind of like communication line with the local area. Absolutely. So So if you're building a community or you're looking to further one that's already there, um, you are going to want to have some kind of communication network set up between all the players and the people who are interested. So I was lucky enough that when I got here, uh, Game Haven, the game store itself, was starting up its own Discord server. Like, they had gotten it set up, I think, maybe, like, a week or two. Like, over the holidays, they sure. set it up, like, right before I moved in. I was like, wow, this furthers that I'm in a simulation and nothing happens unless I'm looking at it theory, but okay. Uh, <laughs> but they were, they had just set up their Discord server. And, uh, so I got in on that and they had it organized by, uh, games that people play. But then there's also just a Dayton Star Wars community, like a Star Wars mini gaming uh, community. So there's a Discord server that was set up for Armada, X, I think X-Wing. X-Wing's not big around here. I think X-Wing just kind of died in Dayton. Yeah, uh, it's not big up by me either. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, wor- I'm worried it's just dead. I, I never played the game, but I've, I always felt, I, I always liked the people. So I, I, I'm sad yeah. if that game is just totally dead. But, I mean, I'm glad Armada's still strong. I would have, If you asked me two years ago, I would have said Armada's dead uh, and yeah. not coming back. <laughs> but it's actually pretty strong out here. But um, Yeah, oh. and I think that's one thing to, like, lump in with other games too, right? Like, if they have, like, if they don't have a Legion Knight, but they have an Armada, you know, X-Wing, whatever, other Star Wars game Knight, like, mm-hmm. see if... Like, see if you can come that night and play a game or yeah. or even just bring enough to set up a little skirmish table and, like, set everything up and have it there. And then lots of times other people, I mean, like, there's plenty of us, right? We all, I shouldn't say we all, but many of us play more than one war game, right? Like, oh, yeah. once you get into one, it's like, oh, what is that one like over there? What is that one like over there? Um, and you kind of explore a little bit when you take, you know, you take breaks sometimes from some and play others and whatever, but there's lots of crossover there. So you could easily get some interest from some other game systems um, into Legion by, you know, showing up and uh, on the same night as another game. Yeah, I was going to say the... Uh... I've I've had several crossover people like from 40k for example who love who want to get into Legion because they love Star Wars. Absolutely. Um they love 40k but then they're like, "Oh, but this is Star Wars and I love Star Wars." And then they're also like, "And the game is so much easier too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, definitely not as much going on. <laughs> the number one thing I hear about people like going from 40k to Legion, they're just like, "I love Star Wars," but then the second thing is they're like, "The rules are so much simpler, so I like it so much more." Yeah. Um yeah. And I was going to say you can definitely cross over with some of those games and lump in with them if you can. Um, I would do it by relevancy. Like I wouldn't set up Legion night the same night as maybe magic, the gathering. Uh, yes, no, <laughs> try to, yeah, I was going to say, try to lump it in where it fits best. Um, but yeah, uh, setting up like a discord or a Facebook page, like based on ask the people who, when you show up, if there's no community line already set up, you can set one up like it's free. It doesn't cost you anything to set up a Discord. It doesn't cost you anything to set up a Facebook page, except the emotional trauma that there is behind signing up for social networking and social media. Um, 
beyond that, it doesn't really cost you anything except time and a little bit of effort. And, and I would say, like, talk to that local game store again when you're doing that. If they don't have one, talk to them about setting one up, yeah. you know, in connection with them. So that way when another person comes into the store, because, right, we're not sitting at that store 24-7 waiting for people and bombarding people who walk through the door like, hey, you want to play Legion? Hey, you interested in Star Wars Legion? Hey. Like, but someone not else all of might us are, come Paul. in. I might be. <laughs> So, uh, there might be some out there. I don't have the time, unfortunately. I have to. You'll see me at work. the welcome table, like <laughs> right outside the door. But that game store owner is there a lot of the time, right? And if someone's right. there, like eyeballing Legion, and you know, one of their regulars comes in all the time, is like looking at Legion, but they never quite pull the trigger, and be, they could be like, "Hey, um, you know, we just started up this Facebook page. Like, hey, go check it out. Um, that's where a bunch of the people in the area." you know, post when they're going to be playing games and we have a night every week, you know, they can kind of promote that as well. Um, So definitely working with them to do that. I know in my local area, there's a bunch, like a bunch of different game systems that are doing quite well because of that. There are, like I said, you know, there's a discord that has all of it lumped into one, like different game channels and all that. But then there's also Facebook groups and, and the game store owner is constantly, you know, posting things in there. He's, you know, they do, uh, they do like a Friday night fights. That's what they call it too. Um, that's just like Friday night. You go in and you can play whatever game, you know, they have magic going on in the back of the store, but all the war gaming tables, like anybody can just come in and play whatever game system they want on there. But he posts that every week, like, Hey, Friday night fights. And he's got a thing, you know, a little picture posted, like, come on out. And, um, Usually, you know, like I said, the the people who kind of like head up the games in the community, um, the different games are usually posting usually weekly to say, hey, um, I'm planning to head out. Anybody else going to be there, you know, to to schedule games? They have a like a regular schedule of like events for games like that. So, again, work work with them, work with that local store. And even if they don't have something, I'm going to say the majority of them. If they carry the product and are, or are interested in people like buying it from them, they're going to be helpful in that because it, it brings business in, right? It's not going to hurt yep. them in any way if people are coming to their store to play Legion or buy Legion um, or any game for that matter. But um, so work with them. Most of them, you, I think, you'll find are you know very friendly and, and willing to to help out in that area, especially if you're doing some of the legwork for them and they don't have oh, yeah. to devote all that time to for every game system because they just can't. They just can't devote all that time to every single game system. So, like, yeah. uh, my local community, like I said, there's someone that kind of heads up each game. And so they are the ones who run the tournaments when they come up monthly. They're the ones who are sending out, like, that weekly reminder, like, hey, anybody coming this week or setting up games or those kinds of things. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Most of the time that's going to be the case with um, your local game store. And, Paul, you might we might also ask, Paul, I'm I'm somebody who I hear what you're talking about. I hear what I hear what Dice Time's saying. I got to talk to my local game store and I got to work with my local game store's leader in order to uh, in order to get some of this stuff done. But, Paul, my local game store and this is just, and this is not me speaking as me because this is absolutely not the case. This is me speaking as a 
uh, as a as one of the listeners who this applies to. Um, Paul, my local game store doesn't give a crap about me and doesn't care about my game and they have, and they don't care about life and they're just working this nine to five job and they hate it and they don't want anything to do with the games. What should I do in that situation, Paul? Gosh, well, <laughs> that can be, that can be challenging if you it have is. someone who's not super motivated at the local game store. Um, and, and it's a realistic thing that happens. I can no, speak it, from experience. It really is, um, and sometimes um, you might have to be that person who steps up and is that enthusiasm for a game if the the store owner is not, you know, super interested. Um, I, I know I've, I've had that happen before, too. It's uh, the store owner wasn't super interested in carrying, you know, a bunch for the game, um, but then... Once a few people started playing and regularly asking about it, they got more and more in, and, you know, it just it's that trickle effect from there. So, I mean, sometimes you might have to just show up and, and do the work on your own and sign up for that, you know, social media, Facebook page or Discord channel, open it up on your own, uh, spend the time, you know, reaching out to people and, and doing demo games and all of that. Um, And I think you can also, if you look at some of the bigger communities like the, you know, Legion Facebook page um, and places like that, you can reach out there and find some people in your local community who maybe have been looking for someone to play with for a while and just didn't know anybody was in their area. Um, I've had to do that with games before, too, where I felt like I was the only one in my area who played a certain game and then all of a sudden... There was, you know, five or six people out of the woodwork who were like, "Oh yeah, I've been sitting on all these models too, and haven't haven't had anybody to play with." And you know, you were all sitting there the whole time, and nobody knew each other. So yeah, reach out to the some of the bigger communities too, because there's someone else who's probably in your boat and probably not too far away from you. Very rarely have I ever been in a situation or heard of a situation where you're really just out in the middle of nowhere with no one else around you, unless you literally live out in the middle of nowhere and then more power to you. <laughs> well, Paul, do you think that if I started a community, I could find somebody who could, who, who, who has invaded? I, I bet you probably could. You think so? Man, I'd be, I think so. Dude, dude, I was going to say it's statistically not probable, but if that actually happened, if I found out that someone else in Dayton owned actually owned his invade models, I'd probably lose my mind. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. I think there's <laughs> more people out there than, than you know for any system. That's fair. Um, I had another I'm, game system that I had been sitting on for years, and all of a sudden uh, found out a bunch of local people were interested or had stuff or, you know, were in the same boat as me, and now all of a sudden, like, my game store is running a night where they play that game, too, and it's just like, wow, like, that happened quickly. <laughs> I've tried setting the groundwork for that for that exact thing. I've tried setting the groundwork for that in Muncie when I can finally get a day to talk to the store owner because the last two times I've been there, he hasn't been there. But one of the days he's going to be there, I'm, I've been bringing my Zinvaded stuff every month, and I'm like, you might be interested in starting this game or, like, buying this game and selling it because that, uh, it's actually pretty cool. That, <laughs> and he loves to he, – he will personally go and, like, buy games to sell because of his interest level. Like, like Oh, for sure. 
not not necessarily because of the player interest, but that's a big factor. But if he personally loves the game, he feels twice as motivated to go out and like get it and sell it, yeah, uh, and then get people, people excited for it. So I'm trying to see if I can sell him on it because if I can, then I've won. Then the game yeah. is going to be there. <laughs> and there's a lot of people in that community who. You know, they might not play a game that's super popular everywhere, but that community is so close that they will try a game all together. You know what I mean? Like, right. There's like six of them who will be like, yeah, we're all going to play, uh, I'm going to say, uh, like Arena Rex is a new one that they're, they've gotten into recently. Yep. That it is a, is a good game. It's popular. It just might not be popular everywhere you go. And, no. But they've all gotten into it together, and so now it's, you know, picked up speed for that community. So, yeah, for sure. So if there's no Legion interest in your area, this applies to you as well, because, yeah, you can, if for some reason you live somewhere where there's no Star Wars Legion happening whatsoever, but you have a lot of people who are interested in it, you can dive into it together, set up like a little group or a page or something, and dive into that together and uh, make that journey yours. And yeah, and maybe you don't play 800 points. Maybe your local community is all about the skirmish, you know. Which I love your community if that's the case. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I love skirmish. (laughs) I personally do, and I like going to places, uh, you know, that are running skirmish events because I love meeting new people and getting to play games that, you know, aren't two and a half hours long. And you just get to play like a nice quick game, meet somebody, go to the next table, meet somebody else. And. So um, the, other, the other thing that I wanted to touch on as far as, like, furthering a community, building a community, is you might and, – and this is going to be speaking to, like, the veteran players or the people who are well-versed in the game who are looking to get new people into the game. Whether you're doing this on a community level or a personal level, this, uh, this stuff will still apply. Um, any interest level – or, or rather any commitment level, I should say, that the new player who wants to join you is at, you should try to make yourself accommodating for that commitment level. For sure. So, and and you're not going to be, and you might not be able to do that, and that's fine, but if you're really dedicated to wanting to get somebody or anybody into the game, you need to be ready to accommodate for any commitment level that they're at. So, for example, um, from a community standpoint, I've got uh, I've had people who are interested in the game but don't own anything for the game but wanted to try it, and they were told that Legion Knights were on. Uh, for us, it's Thursday, so um, they were told uh, show up Thursday night, and there are people who will have it. And I always advertise in the groups that I'm in, like the Discord groups, like, hey. Uh, oh, and this was another thing I was going to say about, like, the Discord or the Facebook pages. If you're going to go there, it takes three seconds. Just message people and tell them that you're going to be there. Because that's going to let people know that there's going to be somebody to play or somebody to talk to if they show up and they're not going to be alone. But I send, I, I always send a message like, hey, I'm going to be there Thursday. Like, I'll be there tonight. Like, see anyone, see anybody there. And I always include, if you're a new player or a new person and you want a demo game, I'll be there for that, too. So the um the second the second week I went there um I met um a guy Anthony I believe his name is and he was like hey I'm looking to get into the game I don't own anything for the game but I'm wanting to do a demo and if I like the demo I'm going to buy my corset tonight 
like I'm going to go on Amazon and order it tonight if I like if I like the game. And I was like, yeah. And what I've seen a lot of is people have like from new players who who don't have anything yet but still have interest in the game. They've been looking at a lot of like YouTube stuff. They've been watching battle reports. They've been watching how to videos, uh, hobby videos and stuff like that. And then their next step now is to show up in person at a store and find somebody who can teach them. And I'm, I like to, I like to be that person. I like to fill that role. Um, the thing that I do for those people that don't own anything, I'm fortunate enough that, well, not quite. I don't know if I'd, I'd, I don't know if my wallet will say I'm fortunate enough, but, uh, I collect all four factions when I can. Uh, so I have enough of any fa- of any given faction that someone's interested in to do like a skirmish game or a demo game, a core box game, I should say. Um, because I find that to be the best demo experiences. I ask somebody, you know, what, uh, faction they would want to play if they owned the game or what faction they're looking to buy into or what they're most interested in. And then I assemble a quick demo game of that. And then I set up as like the classic opposition of whatever they want. So if they wanted to play Empire, I'll set up Rebels. Uh, if they want right. to build clones, I'll play Droids. Um, and I'll set up a core box demo game for us to play just purely for the interest of teaching the uh, core mechanics of the game, like what the actions are, what command cards do, what how orders work, um, how shooting and defending works, and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and show, like, the difference of, like, models, because, right, you get, like, a support, you get a big hero, right. you get some core troopers, yeah. And, and show people that there are different ways to do different lists and stuff, but these are the core fundamental aspects that make the game, how it works. And usually in a demo game, I don't even play objectives. We just, we just play like stand up, line up and kill each other right. with, with some terrain. Um, how do you, how do you usually do like a demo game for somebody that's like just now entering interest in the game? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that you said, one of the other things that um, I, I try to always make sure that I do is is don't have the, like, so much of the tedious part of the game, which is, like, that first turn of, like, moving and positioning, right? Like, usually just, like, putting those units in a place where that first turn they can shoot or, you know, do something important. Um, to get people right into the game to see how it feels rather than, you know, they're going to have to do so much of the movement and positioning eventually when they play the game. Yeah. Um, I want them to get excited, like, from the first the first thing that they do. I don't want them to be like, oh, well, I just played for 20 minutes and all I did was move all my guys. I didn't even get to right. do anything cool with them. Like, no, I want you to be able to kill something, like, the first turn that you, you know, do something. I want you to be able to you know, jump in there with, with Vader or Luke or something and not have to march across the board for three turns before you get right. to do anything with them. Um, and so the, those are the things, like, I, a lot of the things that you said, I think that that's awesome, like making sure to allow them to play what they want to. Um, if they're interested in a faction, bringing that faction for them to play with, um, it's also 
I agree. It's nice to have thematic factions. Um, so if they want to, if they want to be Vader, like, okay, you play those rebels against him and you watch all the rebels just die to Vader's saber. Like, right. And you just, you know, let them hacks a bunch of stuff up. And, um, yeah, I think those are like really big keys for getting people excited about the game. And, and I, like, I get excited about that too. I know not everybody's cup of tea, you know, is like teaching people, you know, new game. Um, but there are plenty of people out there who will enjoy just showing someone the ropes, rolling some dice, having fun. And I think that's probably the thing that I try to keep in mind too is when I'm coming to do a demo game for someone is I'm not trying to be, you know, super competitive and, right. you know, do the best move all the time. But man, if it, if it feel that, that rule of cool, right? Like if it feels cool or it's something that would be very star Wars in nature for your unit uh-huh. or your character to do, like do it in that demo game. Cause it's going to be fun. Like, yeah. yes. Is it the best thing to just have, um, Obi-Wan and Grievous just lock in a duel forever. Like, no, in, in the actual, you know, Legion game, you're probably not going to want that every game. But man, for that demo, that's what you want, right? That's in the movies. You want to see right. Obi-Wan and Grievous fight. So you want them to have that opportunity to run at each other and have that epic duel if that's what you want. Or you want to be able to, you know, reenact that scene um, from the end of Rogue One, right? Where Vader goes through and is just <laughs> chopping through rebel troopers. Like, yep. it's just, it's fun to be able to. Um, have those like cinematic moments on the tabletop and get people to see, um, you know, how cool the game can be because so, I mean, how many games have you had where you, it comes down to like one epic dice roll at the end and it is like a Grievous versus Obi-Wan or something and you just need Obi-Wan to live this one more turn and that'll be the game and you're, you know, Grievous is rolling his tons of attack dice and then Obi-Wan's rolling to block them all and, you know, it gets epic. Everyone gets on their feet and there's cheers and stuff that go on. I mean, that happens super frequently um, in games that that I've played, and it makes it feel very much like Star Wars, right? Like the yeah. – and we even talked about earlier in this episode that, you know, you have those, those swings, right? That's why you don't quit in these games because especially Legion, I feel like, lends itself to – um, those comebacks, like dice can easily go in a different direction. Yep. Um, it doesn't take much to get back into a game. A couple, a couple good attacks here, a couple, um, poor defense rolls by your opponent. There, there's all kinds of stuff that can change the swing of things and, and get you excited. Or even, like we talked about, even if you're losing, but man, you get to wipe that squad with one shot. That feels good. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how bad it is. <laughs> Exactly. And I, yeah, definitely want to speak to that as, uh, as, as, as a quick little sub point of teaching styles. And what you said is basically how I will teach a game as well, is if I have a new player who's just wanting to learn the game or has maybe already got some and is like learning the ropes. Now, this is this is the segment where it's going to be case by case basis, person by person sure. basis your teaching style or someone else's learning style is going to be completely dependent on who you two are as individuals. My personal teaching style, 
I try to, I, you know, if, if, unless somebody tells me otherwise, I will basically let you win or I will give you a convincing fight and then let you win in the end because winning is more fun. So I will set you up to, or I'll do those wild cinematic things like that you were talking about just to have fun or just for the game to be fun. Um, my fun is going to be once we get like, or well, first off, my personal fun is just from doing wild, stupid stuff in Legion anyway. So it's a win-win, but, uh, but my, my, my other source of fun is going to be once you get the hang of the ropes and we're playing for real, where we have those games like that, where something, where it's going to come down to one epic dice roll because we're both, uh, playing at this, playing at a similar level and the, and those actions are going to happen. So for right now, I'm just going to be kind of giving you a convincing fight or giving you some fun, uh, so that you have your interest peaked and then you kind of continue snowballing from learning stuff from there until you get up to a, a normal playing level. Right. But for the interest of the demo game, I will just, you know, I'll, get my dudes to do a do some kind of shot might not be statistically best um all of my gun people will probably avoid all the lightsaber people because i want those two lightsabers to clash that's my goal um in a demo game is i'm like i don't feel like the demo's completed until our two heroes at least take a swing at each other and see where that goes i'm like then the demo can end if you'd like. Uh, otherwise, we play it out if you'd like to as well. Um, but I usually am like, my demo ends when you cut me with a lightsaber, and then that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like a good point to where I feel like you've you've learned the basics and you've had uh, what could be the peak amount of fun. Uh, otherwise, we keep playing it out and we you know see how the lightsaber duel goes maybe, and maybe we just follow that or something, but. Um, yeah, and that's, that's one way to teach is you, you know, you're just going for the cinematics or you're just going for, um, letting the new person win in an effort to get them to have more fun with the game. And it's not necessarily deceiving them because you're really just teaching. You're not playing a game unless, of course, you're going to do what is another teaching style that I'm going to bring up because this is, and not every, not everybody learns like this, so definitely do not like stick this on somebody unless they ask for it. They absolutely need to ask for it. Um, but my buddy Caleb, um, his first real, we, we did demo games like that, but his first like real game of Legion, I was still like in the mindset where I was like, okay, I'm not going to do everything super optimally. I'm not going to play like my very best game because that's going to, because I'm still, more ver well versed in some of these tactics and some of these things that I would do uh more than he is because he hasn't had the experience. And like when we were setting up, he was like, by the way, please play your absolute best game against me and don't hold anything back. And I was just like, what? Yeah. I was just like, that's why. And he's just like, and he explained it to me and he was just like, I want to figure, he's like, I find it's the best way to learn to basically just have trial by fire. He's like, I'm not going to have the most fun learning that way because I'm going to have lots of basically what he explained as gotcha moments. Gotcha moments, um, yep. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to have a lot of those and I'm going to be on the burning end of them. And he's like, but that's, in my opinion, the fastest way that I learn is by getting burned by stuff. And yeah. he was like, so he was like, so feel free to pull out whatever dirty trick or whatever, uh, 
crazy shenanigans that you can do in these hyper-competitive games or, like, that you would bring to your average game if I were a player of average skill uh, or or better skill. He's like, play me as if you would play some, any, anybody else already playing the game. And I was like, huh. Well, I mean, okay. And it's like, I'm like, this isn't normally how I teach people, and I'm going to feel bad doing it. And he's like, he's like, I mean, if you don't want to, go ahead. But otherwise, that's like how I would prefer to be taught. So, yeah, and, and I think that's yeah. one of those things, like you said, definitely if if your opponent asks for that, if the person that you're getting into the game asks for that, by all means. But that is definitely, I, I think you pretty much set it a few and far between. But some people, I mean, I could ask you the same question right now. Like, um, tell me tell me your worst gotcha moment that you were on the receiving end of. And you could probably tell me a really good one. Um, just like I think most of us who play games are going to, you know, you're going to remember that time where it's like, oh, yeah, this one person, they really got me on that, you yeah. know, that that force push shenanigans into a bunch of, you know, oh yeah, you know, a dead unit or something like that, you know, but that's how you learned how to use force push is by someone using it against you. And they were really good at it. Right. Um, so like, yeah, like that's, I mean, it's one of those things that doesn't feel good. Um, but it's definitely one of those things. That's where I feel like you learn is when you have those hard lessons, right? So right. Uh, some people really want that. Like, just just hit me with all of it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a lot more that way than you know you being like baby steps with me. It's gonna take right. too long, and I'm not gonna be super interested. Like, I need you to to ramp this game up real quick for me. <laughs> um, and some people want that. Some people want like a basic demo. And then a hard hitting fast lesson of all the craziness that you can do. Right. And then they start to put it all together. And I've seen some people who are like that. You give them a demo, you give them one where you just stomp them into the ground with all the craziness. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, here they are coming back and they give you a really tight game. And you're like, dang, like you <laughs> came along fast. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, uh, that that I have mad respect for people that wish to learn that way because Absolutely. yeah it doesn't feel good but they learn fast those are people who like are committed to the game or who are committed to being good really or or getting good really fast and actually I'd probably like to credit Caleb as probably being like the fastest learning student that I've ever like taught the game to because he get he got really good just within the first game we were playing and he was doing stuff that like I didn't even think you could really do because he's always asking about like the extreme boundaries that push a rule <laughs> absolutely like can I do this why can't I do this can I do this he's like he's constantly asking questions to complete his I'm not going to say his eidetic memory of the rules and and his database, but basically, yeah, his database of knowledge of the game. He's he's asking questions and getting burned on stuff because that's the fastest way to get his answers. And it's 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 really cool to uh, to watch to to watch somebody learn, regardless of your teaching style. It's really awesome to watch somebody who previously didn't play the game get to a point where they're really a really fun person to play against. For sure. 
Um, so yeah, even on a personal level, if you've got somebody who's ready to play the game and is ready to, uh, jump into it and start buying stuff and they're just looking for the right, uh, things to buy or the right things, I usually try to guide people in the direction of like, what are they interested in? Do they know their favorite Star Wars character that they want to play or their favorite vehicles or troopers in Star Wars that they want to pursue and that's another question of following up like that interest level so like that guy I was talking about earlier who's like buying into clones um he was like so what should I what should I get next and I see I always see it all the time in the in the main legion group as well just like people asking what do I buy next like what should what should come next and that's again going to be a case by case basis, but like as a, as a, somebody who is coming to you with that question, you want to know the ins, if you know the ins and outs of the game, uh, you're going to be able to provide them with an answer, like maybe suggesting to them if they can swing it, another core set is used to be like the go to answer, but I still right. feel like it kind of is. Like some people have said, like, it's not the go-to answer anymore because there's stuff like skirmish where you're not going to need quite as many core units or there's vehicles and there's stuff that costs a lot of points that you're not necessarily going to need all this extra stuff for. And you don't need to drop another hundred dollars on another core set. Um, to me, it kind of still feels like you should. This is my general rule of thumb. If there's two things in a core set that you're going to buy at some point in the future, just buy a core set. And you're saving more money. Like, if you're going to buy... If I bought a Clone Wars core set, and I knew that in the future I was going to buy another Phase 1 unit and then, like, another Bark Speeder, I would just buy a core set. Um, If I were going to... If I were going to start a clone army and I knew I just wanted all Phase 2s, but I needed one more Bark, then maybe I would just buy that extra Bark. But if I wanted to say get a bark and then buy a box of dice, that's two things. Now I might as well buy a corset. Yeah, it's good to have some of those extras, like the dice. Like it's nice to have another set of those. It's nice to have extra like range rulers and movement tools and stuff like yeah. that. And I would say like to go back to like what people are interested in too is kind of knowing the difference of what, especially you know when we're talking legion what the different armies feel like to play. Because if you have someone who comes from another game and they are very, they're very used to like um, a really like low model count elite unit yeah. and you give them droids, <laughs> they're going to be like, they hate it. what are you <laughs> doing to me? Like, they, they're going to want clones or Empire, right? They're going to want the beefy units that, you know, their basic troops have the heavy armor that can stick around a bit longer. Or, again, the, you know, the opposite side. If you, if someone's used to having a swarm list, they might really enjoy droids. Exactly. Um, whereas they might not feel as comfortable playing clones, who are a very, like, elite, you know, much fewer model count, that kind of thing. So, like, know the ins and outs of the the factions a little bit, too, when, you know, you have people in your local community who are 
asking those questions or, you know, might be new and might know some other games but not quite understand how Legion fits into those other games. Um, just knowing some of those those basic things about, like, the play styles of each faction, so at least you can give them an idea of what they might like. So if the Space Marine player comes to you and says, I love the CIS, tell him that they don't play anything like his Space Marines and that he's that that they play closer to what uh, what are they called the the Tyranids maybe Tyranids yeah I yeah. know like nothing about forty k <laughs> I know next are, to nothing about Tyranids 40K. are like the Zerg if you're going to like a Starcraft yeah like, right they're go. like they're like bug swarms is what they are as but they don't necessarily thing. have to be like you could just make six units of B twos right well or, or, that's your Space Marines. You got <laughs> tanks, you got right, Maul, you got, yeah, I mean, now Magna Guards and the oh, Spider yeah. Droids, and I mean, like, you can play each faction in a bunch of different ways, but if someone is, you know, with their base troops, if they're if they're coming and they want their entire army to be, like, high defense tanky stuff, the CIS is probably not that army. <laughs> but yeah, then like I was saying, if the if the Space Marine guy comes in and says, I love droids... Uh, just make sure that you, like, give him droids. Give give the person what they want. Like, give them the faction they want, but then just let them know when you're setting it up what their play style is is normally like. Like, these hey, are these droids, droids they're going to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you're going to outnumber me, but I'm probably going to outgun you. Uh, Absolutely. But, but then the point is that you have so many wounds that I have to punch through. But, like, yeah, and then make sure you spell out people's advantages and disadvantages as far as uh, their faction. That's a, that's an important thing uh, I think I think you've I think you've brought up. Like, because I did this with um, the guy, again, I, I keep referencing this one guy who I've been slowly getting into the game with clones. Um, he's actually got his first two squads assembled with clones, and he's actually getting ready to paint them now, and... Caleb's got his droids that he's been building and he's getting ready to paint them soon and it's going to be fun and I'm excited for that. Um, but the, but, but one thing that I did was spell out for him like how clones normally play, not restricting him to that necessarily, but showing him why clones play that way because in his first demo game, he split his two core units up like on opposite ends of the map. And I was like, and I was like, you can do that. And I see like where you were thinking tactfully as far as like what they could do. And then I started explaining like the clone trooper keyword, like that they can share tokens amongst each other. And he was like starting to connect the dots like, oh, that's actually pretty helpful when I can do that. So the clones like to stick together in like tighter formations rather than split up into flanking squads. I mean, it's cool. You can you can do that. Um, and especially, and I'm never going to, this podcast will never tell you to do something unconventional, uh, or to not do something unconventional because it's not just because of the nature of it. Absolutely. Um, If anything, we'll promote you to do so. But when it comes (laughs) to a new person, I am at least going to explain to you what normal people do with these armies and how they're supposed to work. Yes. Here is why clones are tended to be played in clone balls. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, and that speaking of, when I'm demo gaming the Clone Wars corset, and this is probably a good general rule of thumb, I tend to not even touch what clone trooper and droid trooper keywords are in yeah. that first game. 
in the very first game, if you're if you have a new player who's wanting to learn what um what clones are or what droids are, and they're just and they're learning the whole game, like you're teaching them what move how how moves work, how attacks work. Uh, you're showing them the core fundamentals of the game. Do not teach clone trooper. Maybe okay, maybe teach clone trooper and droid trooper, but don't teach fire support. Like don't don't even touch fire support. That's the and big one. I'm like, don't even bother don't with that right now. Like force powers either. I usually don't touch like any of those unless it's like something super basic, like reflex saber throw, right? Like or saber yeah, throw saber throw. Too. Yeah, saber throw on Vader or like a force reflex is just to give you a dodge token. Just like yeah. super super simple stuff. But like, yeah, I agree. The, all the force push shenanigans that you can pull and, yeah. and all that, like. Just don't save teach that. <laughs> yeah, save don't, save some of that. <laughs> don't teach tactics today. I know how some. I, I've seen it. I've seen people who were like teaching their first game to somebody, like somebody's first game, and they were teaching like fire how fire support worked. And now, and now, I feel like part of this is because this is actually when Clone Wars had just come out, so they were fielding clones for like maybe the second time ever. So they were just really excited to play clones. Sure. So they were just playing clones, and I was like, this isn't the, like, I was just watching, and I was just like, this isn't the greatest teaching experience. Like, just a full, like, 19 die boat somebody. (laughs) That's not, (laughs) I'm like, this is outside of how I teach people, but, okay. Yeah, Uh, cause clone, cause clones, you know, at that low, that very low point, I mean, they have that potential to just wipe an entire unit just, like, off the board. Right. And, and I'm like, get, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, and, too, you know, just, I guess knowing, too, the difference in the core sets, right, because I feel like the the tendency for the Civil War era, um, right, like, if you just straight up fight that core set against each other, um, typically, like, Luke wins that fight against Vader, right? Because uh-huh. Vader's double attack card is a little slower. Um, so Luke tends to win that fight because he gets a double attack, like, right away. And yeah. lots of times can kill Vader before he gets to activate a second time. Um, whereas, you know, like, the the new core set with the droids and clones, the the droids are at a significant disadvantage, right? When you put the point levels next to each other, uh-huh. the droids really need like a whole nother unit because the droids are so cheap to, to equal out what the clones have in their core set. Right. So it's right. like just knowing that too, and yep. knowing where the, the deficits in the core sets are. Um, and so maybe, maybe you bulk up the, you know, the droids a bit more. Maybe you give them all the extra bodies and you don't give the clones all the extra bodies. Or, yeah. you know, again, it depends on who you're, you know, playing. Like, if I'm demoing clones to somebody and they're clones and I'm droids, like, I know I'm probably just going to get killed, right? Like, because the clones tend to have the higher points and are better... Um, just right out of the core box than the droids are. So the clones probably have a little bit of advantage, and I'm okay playing down, right? Like, I'm okay playing at that disadvantage. Um, Whereas if someone wants to play as the droids, you know, I might sneak in another unit. Or maybe I put a bunch of upgrades on their stuff, like their, 
you know, give them the extra bodies, give them the heavy weapons. Um, whereas then on the clone side, maybe I don't give them the heavy weapons if I'm playing as them, you know, maybe instead of the heavy weapon, I just give them the extra clone trooper who just gives them an extra die rather than like a big weapon or something, just so it kind of evens it out a little bit more. And so they don't feel like, Oh, well your unit's just way more powerful than mine. What's the point in even buying these guys if they're just, terrible exactly Um, you don't want you don't want someone to walk away with the only faction that they wanted to play feeling like it's a terrible faction (laughs) right give them the tool and this again comes down to teaching styles and stuff but like give them the tools to make them feel good about their choice of what they want to play you know it's also if somebody's favorite character is captain rex i'm gonna give you captain rex rather than obi-wan to do your core box game because you're going to play that anyway. Like, if, you, if you're if you telling me, like, oh, every list I run, I'm going to have Captain Rex. It's like, well, then, like, forget Obi-Wan. I'm just going to put Rex in here for you. Like, just start right out with it. Like, just get get familiar with it if you're going to be playing it so much. Like, get familiar with how he, how he goes, you know? Yeah, and if it, you have extra models, like, feel free. Like, feel free to swap stuff out. Like you said, if someone's favorite character is Rex or... Uh, Boba Fett or you know something like that like let them play those people like yeah do it <laughs> I always ask I always ask I'm like do you know what you'd want to play or do you know who you like who are your favorite characters in Star Wars like who would you like to play as and I probably have it in my box with me today yeah um but yeah that's like I said a luxury if you have <laughs> if you have all four factions in which to give a faction to somebody well, and that's another benefit to circle back around to doing some of those, you know, like either Facebook pages or Discord. Um, so that way you can kind of plan that stuff before you get to the game store right, exactly. or get to the table, right? Like, oh, hey, you really like Rex. Well, they don't have to know that you're making a custom list for you to do a demo game with. Like, you can spend that time being like, okay, I'm going to build a Rex list. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to build a droid list to play against it that doesn't have Grievous that has... Um, you know, like a attack droid or something like that on there. Yeah. So that way it's a little more balanced and, you know, gives them, you know, the experience that they, they need for a demo game, but yet isn't so overwhelming or lopsided that it's not fun, right? Exactly. All right. Well, I feel like we've mostly hit everything that I wanted to talk about today. Paul, I feel like... Is there any like major overarching thing that I think that that we've glanced over, or have we kind of hit everything? Yeah, I feel like we've hit a lot of it. I think the the big things are just you know being available. If, you know, if you're really committed to growing a community, um, being available to sit there and answer questions, talk, even just talk to people about the game. Um, yeah. Even if you don't know all the answers, I'm not saying you have to know every rule in and out. That's true. Um, you know, have your rule book there, like, so that way you can look up answers to questions that people have or, um, you know, just talk them through games or different rules or things that you've experienced that you really enjoy about the game. 
you know, there, there's a lot of different ways to get people involved, but I think if you're looking to grow your community or start a new one, definitely. Um, I, I think just spending the time is probably the biggest tip, I guess, I would give. Um, you know, sometimes you might sit there, I think, like I said earlier, um, by yourself. You might be the only one that shows up that week, but you know what? You might not have a game scheduled, and you might be the only one who shows up, but while you're sitting there, you know, two or three people walk into the store that you had no idea were interested in Star Wars, but they see you sitting there with your, you know, stormtroopers and rebel troopers and Luke and Vader facing off at a, a table that you have set up. And now they're like, oh, that looks really cool. Like, can you tell me a little bit about that? And then you get talking. And then, you know, I've had people who've walked in, uh, looked at a game like that and ended up walking out with a core set. And so. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's all kinds, and so you know, put in that that time that, and it really doesn't take a whole lot of effort, <laughs> um, just time to sit there and be patient with it and talk to people who are interested and get them excited because just like we are, right? We're all excited yeah. to move around our little toy soldiers and you know, pew pew stuff off the table, and <laughs> we love and, it and so all much that. we can talk for over an hour about it. I know, right? <laughs> and so, like, there are other people who are just that interested, too. And Star Wars is one of the, you know, one of the greatest IPs that exists. And there's a lot of people who are interested in Star Wars. And we'll be happy to talk to you about the game for sure. So, All right. Well, I think that's a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it. Um, I was thinking we could maybe talk a, b- a little bit more about um, getting new players in as far as, like, if this is their first time doing a hobby, because this might be somebody's first war game, sure. um, I'm pretty much everybody that I that I've been gaining the interest of learning right now. This is their first hobby, um, so we might actually benefit from. I'm gonna see if maybe I can ask Caleb if he wants to join us next month because during the month of February he's going to be. We're, we're planning his first visit to Muncie where he's going to be playing with his own army. And so this is going to be his first, like, actual in-person event. And I was thinking maybe after that we could bring him on and see if he wants to talk about it, but also talk about uh, the hobby aspect. So hopefully we can do that, and I'll probably talk to some of the other players that I've uh, that I've been getting to know in this area and just get their, get their takes and uh, what has helped them as far as getting hobby stuff down. So look forward to a hobby episode next month, more than likely, unless... Shadow Collective drops next month. I don't know. <laughs> Unless something wild happens in the next four weeks uh, that we didn't expect in Legion, uh, then expect us to probably talk about that at the very least. Yeah, that's uh, there's some fun stuff with that. It's it's going to be really cool to see some of the the new players that have gotten in and gotten some interest going. And yeah, cool to have them on. And like always, you can reach out to us both. Uh, me and Paul are on Facebook. We are in the main like Star Wars Legion group, uh, so you can reach out to us there. Um, we're also on Discord. Uh, there, you can you can find us in like the. We're also both of us are in the main like Star Wars Legion Discord. Um, we're not too active there, but we are there. Uh, there's a Legion Academy Discord that we're usually a little more frequent in, and uh, just. Reach out, find find a way to reach out to us and talk to us if you have any questions. If you have community based questions or anything like that, 
Um, if you, if you want to ask us specifically, you can reach out to us, uh, to, with those, with those platforms in mind. Um, otherwise, I think, what do you think about this, Paul, as, as our tribute? Do you think this would work or is this too dirty? I mean, I think if we give it a little TLC, this might, this might just do it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this, Maybe oh maybe alongside this ah eh? there we go oh, yeah, I'm starting to put I, this together I, I like that I like that all right I think Very we nice. might not get killed that's all I really aim to do in life is just not to get killed <laughs> yeah we might we might I, get to keep our heads for this little bit of time here <laughs> I truly have can always brag that I have never died in my entire life i've never died once all right anyway <laughs> i hope everybody in, uh, had a dice time with us today um hope to tune in with us next month to uh uh where we'll be somewhere else completely different and talk about uh talk about the hobbying and all the fun stuff with new players um feel free to reach out to us like i said and uh until next time uh i'm ben jetron i'm paul watson go out and make today even better good night